0: Hello, and welcome to Unsheed with your hosts Kyle Gold and Cam Hirosaki. We hope that you enjoy the program. Please stick around afterwards. There'll be cake and blowjobs.
1: Hi, this is Unsheed number thirty-three. Uh, I'm Kyle <laughs> Gold.
2: <laughs> I'm Cam Hirosaki.
1: <laughs> and uh, we have we have with us here in our remote. Undisclosed, discreet mountain bunker location. Uh, the illustrious Buck Hopper. Hey guys, it's great to be here. Thank you very much for having me. And we're delighted to have you here. Um, Buck Hopper creates, created, and is commissioner of the Furry Basketball Association. And uh, why don't you
0: tell us a little bit about it? Oh sure. Um, well, first off, we got to clear up names All because right. yeah, you're absolutely right. My name's Buck Hopper, but now that we're all together, now that we're all getting to know each other, we've got to use our baller names here. And my baller name is B-Hop. So um, now you guys right. need baller names as well. All right, B-Hop. We know mine. Oh, we know yours. That's yes, right. So uh, now you can't be KG, because we know that's taken. Yes, and, and we know by whom. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so, But we can give you KG, too. Right, I'm, a, I'm okay with that. I feel bad <laughs> for, like,
2: I'm trying to figure out what percentage of our listeners are, like, like KG. Like, what? Like, I'm... <laughs> I only about a fair number of our we can make that a contest. Oh, do you know who KG is? <laughs>
1: First one to write in gets mentioned on the next podcast by name. Gets a baller name. There we go. There you there go. We go. That, First yeah. one. I like that. There All you right. go. Perfect. Yeah. First one to write in with the with
2: Look who, at what you did with my stupid idea. Aren't you great?
0: <laughs> I like that. Oh, well. <laughs> Well, it's an important thing that you know you can't make your own baller name. That's something I always tell everybody that uh, when because some people do come to me, well, oh, my baller name is no, 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 no you can't pick your own, it's got to be handed to you. That's how it, that's how it works. So, yeah. for so your baller name, for instance, Cam, it's gonna have to be K Fish.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's right. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't challenge that, and I don't think I want
1: to, so yeah, I will wear he, that one proudly. He's an otter, just hearing the word fish made him light up. It was very cute. His whiskers all went twitchy. Yeah, <laughs> they did.
0: It, it, it took me a while. To, it took a while to come to me. I got to admit, you know, we hadn't had a lot of time to speak before uh, today. And uh, and so, I mean, it was a little bit difficult trying to figure out, you know, what could he be? What, what would the name be? But uh, on the drive down here, I uh, just just in the middle of the drive, I, I could have had an accident because it just, just it hit me. It's <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, there it is. You know, and then I, uh, you know, thankfully swerved and missed the car. Uh, You're uh,
2: you sure it wasn't a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, I am in Stroke love. <laughs> of imagination.
1: Um, and, and you mentioned that you already have quite a few otters in the league.
0: Oh, well, you know, it's odd. Not, not that many are playing, not on the rosters, but I just have a lot... Of uh, otters that are fans of uh, the FBA,
1: which is funny because I would I wouldn't have picked otters to be basketball fans. I yeah. would have picked them to be like soccer fans or <laughs> I'm sorry, football. <laughs> Wait, really? Why? Why? Why that? Uh, because there's it's a ground sport and they're slinky and ground critters. I could play basketball on the ground too. Yeah, no, basketball's a vertical game.
0: Well, it's 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 actually pretty cool because you know probably the most uh, and it just kind of shows you how much detail has gone into this whole thing. Probably the most prominent otter in the FBA. Um, I know there's going to be a couple of guys out there listening to this going to be very excited. But uh, Paul Terranura, who's the center for uh, for Bhop's team for the Thrust, and uh, and it's very cool because his story is exactly you know it's that kind of issue. The deal is that uh, he was a he it was a family in Florida. Uh, that wanted to adopt uh, a kid, and uh, they somehow got convinced to use a Brazilian adoption agency, which brought over <laughs> a giant otter. And so, all of a sudden, this normally normal otter family in Florida end up with this one kid that was like seven feet tall. And, oh, that's uh, great. and so, you know, he grows up, grows up in a community with a bunch of smaller otters. What do you do? You play basketball. So I mean, yeah, sure. For
2: all our listeners there, if you want to find out, like, clever and creative ways to like make the furry aspect of your worlds matter. That is a great example. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's well, that's,
1: that's awesome. And man. I was just going to ask because I know different people treat the species in their worlds differently. So, do you have do you sort of follow the physiques of the of the actual animals, or can you have like a seven foot tall fox and a five
0: foot tall wolf? We do. We 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 do everything. Uh, it's it's pure imagination. We have a seven foot tall uh, fox. Okay. A, and 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 yeah, I mean that's obviously part of his story. The He's uh, uh, a <laughs> <of> your imagination.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Well,
0: well, you know, I think I think the important thing uh you know, you're asking me, you know, tell talk a little bit about the FBA and the thing is that uh, um I always like being called the FBA commissioner rather than the creator simply because um it's such a collaborative effort. Um the basically the whole story of its creation was I had this character Buck Hopper this uh basketball playing rabbit and uh, and as I was creating artwork for him and, and and writing stories about him and all this it it was very clear I very quickly he needed a team then all of a sudden he needed teammates then all of a sudden he needed an opponent and suddenly right. that opponent needed to have members on it well he needed a world cuz character
1: can't exist in a vacuum Exactly It's just that the world of sports is more structured than than usual where you know you have your character and usually the world that you people surround the characters with is their friends.
0: Mm-hmm. That's uh, very true. And, and here I, I needed that in order for a believable athletic or ath- professional athlete character, I needed to have that entire world built up and it was too big for just me. And so right. um, I had a few fans on FA and, and I went on to Google docs and I whipped up an Excel sheet and, and I just told everyone, Hey, look, everybody, if you got an idea for a basketball player, a free basketball player, just write it up. Give me a name, give me a baller name, give me a height, weight, give me a position. Write up whatever you want about him. Just, just throw out your ideas. And the turnout was massive. There was so much creativity that came out.
1: And that's one of the things that I know we've talked about in the past, and I specifically remember going on about it at FC, is that this fandom is so creative. And I think the more we talk about it, the more I'm I'm drawn to the idea that it's because... Uh, the furry fandom, and I'm going to go off on a tangent here and we'll get back, to, get back to you because I've said this a couple times already. But the fact that the furry fandom doesn't have any published source material, like any core source material. You know, Star Trek fans have the show and, and the series and the movies and Star Wars fans have movies and uh, all the science fiction fandoms have the books. Furry fandom is just kind of a fandom of an idea or of a style and we have gestalt and so it forces the people to i mean the ver- the very first thing you do when you come into the furry fandom is what's your furry name what's your persona what's your avatar you know what's the species and then you create a an species and you're creating a character and then you have to create a background and it forces everyone to sort of push at that creativity and and it shows all over the fandom it really shows absolutely um, so um, the cool thing here is this is this was an idea that you started with, mm-hmm. and you put enough of it out there to get people hooked into it, and then you sort of threw it open and said, "Hey, if if uh, any of you
0: guys want to be part of my world, come Ab- on in." Absolutely, and 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 the turnout surprised me. I mean, I in a way um, I had sort of anticipated uh, from the start that oh, you know, I'll probably end up having to fill out most of these teams cuz i well i guess the first thing is we came up with teams and uh, and that was amazing i actually had to scrap a few ideas because you know people had just come up with so many cool ideas for team names and locations and everything um, eventually i got it down to 24 and then i wanted to have 12 players for each of those teams so i mean you know do the math on that that was a whole bunch of players right. uh, over 300 and and yeah i kind of thought that oh man i'm probably going to have to write up a lot of these myself but no i mean quite the contrary i'd say the majority of the players that are created Uh, in the FBA are not mine at all. And what's fantastic about it is by getting that outside um, uh, creativity from other people, there are things in there I simply would not have thought of. Um, We've got, uh, there's a, 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 I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, Uh, Chakat? Chakat. Chakat, okay. Chakat. I I hear Chakat. Chakat. Okay, well, I... Chakat. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't quite know how to, I'm learning as I go along here. And uh, I, uh, but that 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 was not something that I had thought of. And somebody came up with a uh, uh, a lioness of that species uh, for one of the teams as a center, and uh, and then there was a couple of <laughs> I've got a hilarious rant. I didn't even know about kinkajous before uh, I started this thing. Somebody made a uh, kinkajou. Kinkajous are awesome. I, you know, it's funny. I didn't even know what they were. I saw that they're like I don't even know what that is. Is that like uh, like a mushroom or something? For for. My
2: first big story that really took off when I first started writing and putting stuff out there. The main character uh, is a linsang, and for about two years, like the most common question I got in my inbox is, "What's a linsang?" <laughs> and like, I'm not enough of a jerk to respond with, "Like, do you know what Google is?"
0: <laughs> oh.
2: Like, why are you asking me this? Like, also, like, how? Are Lmgtfy dot com. Yes. Uh... But no, I'm, I'm actually surprised to hear that you got this huge turnout too. And like when I think of furries, basketball isn't the first thing that comes to mind. And even with uh, you know with Kyle and out of position, a bulk KG2. of the kg two kg two. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> is, well, can I use his baller name and then talk about football? That's fine. That's cool. But basketball know, players uh, talk about football. Okay, but then you know so. there's a whole slew of comments of well like oh like i don't care about football but or like oh i hate football but like i really like this book and it's just sort of like this there weren't a lot of people that went in this like all right finally a furry book about football i didn't really
1: see that response but no there have been some of them. we were actually just talking uh over dinner about it that there was one guy who responded and called out the fact that Dev's uniform number is like the least used uniform number in the NFL. In, actual, in the actual NFL, like there's two or three players that have number 57. Um, and also mentioned something about if, the, from the way he looked in the blotch picture, they said he had more of the physique of a wide receiver, which wouldn't work for a linebacker unless he was in the mold of, um, and he mentioned a player for the ravens who was actually the person i was thinking of when i was thinking about dev's physique um Hmm. as i think about it it might have been ed reed who's a safety but Mm -hmm. um but he's very much he's like that six foot 200 some pounds and i think it was his stats that i went to look up when i had to see okay how much does dev weigh because he weighs as much as a tiger move on (laughs) he weighs as much as a football playing tiger
0: well, this was all definitely uh, uh, a challenge in putting this together because you're absolutely right. The uh, the enthusiasm was there, not always the technical knowledge of the right. sport. But that's and, what you provide. I mean, yeah, well, you provide that was, the guidance exactly. And I mean, and I did go in there and like recommend. You know, probably five foot two is a little too short for your uh, for your forward. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, just because they're called small forward doesn't mean they're small.
1: Just just a scotch. <laughs> So uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be a funny rule. Every team has to keep somebody under five foot six on their roster, on the floor at all times.
0: We do have There's, a, <laughs> the, 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 there's one team with a, a flea at uh, point guard, which was very exotic. That's very amusing. Four foot eight, I believe, is his height. So it <laughs> can all be Mugsy Bogues.
1: <laughs> I, I was <laughs> going to say Spud Webb. <laughs> also a good yeah. answer, but hey, older Robinson, Robertson. Right, newer, newer. more recent answer. It's fair, fair enough. Uh, Earl,
0: the Earl Boykins, warriors, Earl Boykins, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it did take some guidance, and especially yeah, heights and weights, getting those numbers right, and 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 just kind of teaching people a little bit about what heights would be best at what positions and and all that. But with that guidance and and with that wealth of creativity, I mean, the great thing about it is everyone was so cooperative with the whole process, and we ended up with right now we've got twenty four teams, all of them with a full roster of players. And it's just this fantastic variety of different species and, uh, and all these different animals. And with some teams with some really great character. That's the other cool thing is that we really have developed this sense of, well, these t- this team is really known as a bunch of bruisers. And then this team is really known for uh, for attacking from outside. And uh, it's just so great characters there. So, and that's that's
1: something that I think um,
0: a lot of our listeners have asked us about is
1: how do you... How do you come up with those characteristics? How do you come up with something that distinguishes the characters and keeps them separate and unique? Um, so how much of that comes from the people that create the characters and how much comes from you saying okay you 've given me this player i 'm kind of looking at this team uh, you know it, do you say, "Well, this is a bunch of wolves and cougars on this team, so they 're going to be more aggressive as opposed to this team, which is a bunch of you know bunnies and foxes so they're going to be quick and Mm -hmm. uh and how do you and how and and i know well tell us a little bit about like a a week in the life of the fba (laughs) oh and and then sort of how you go through that
0: well the uh it's the it's a i've we're in the middle of the uh, regular season right now and uh, we're all the teams are on an 80 game schedule and uh, and every week i've got this schedule lined up that lists every day what games are being played And so every day I'm going in there and I'm uh, rolling dice to figure out what the scores are. I wanted to put a random element in there to uh, make it. it, it. The thing that's cool about that is I honestly don't know the direction that uh, the teams are going. Mm -hmm. And there have been surprises. We have had some really upset wins where like, you know, one team has been stinking for for months. And then all of a sudden it beats one of the top teams. and, And it all comes out of the die rolls, which is fabulous. And all of that becomes creativity. Uh, to create when I write, do the write-ups, do the capsules for each of these games and describe them, which is what I try to do. is that I, So I roll up the games. That gives me a score. That's a random element. And then based off of that, I go in and decide, well, how did this score happen with these teams? I've got one team that's got a bunch of speedy bunnies on it. and I've got one team with a bunch of vicious wolves on it. How did these two come together and one team end up with that 30-point you know, blowout or whatever? Mm-hmm. And uh, and it takes sometimes. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it, it does get tricky because sometimes you do have a team that just doesn't seem. Boy, well, I don't know how this team beat that other team. But uh, but the cool thing is that it's just it forces you to be creative. It forces you to yeah. make ex- sometimes come up with unique situations that you wouldn't have uh, come up with if you hadn't been forced into it.
2: Yeah, you know, it's actually uh, really interesting. is you know, your description there sort of fits into one of my big core philosophies of just writing in general is like, people are like, how do you come up with stories? And it's just okay, like, okay, you know, here's like a concept of you know, like, like an event or, you know, like something that, you know, like, you know, it would be interesting to have happen. It's like, okay, what would need to occur to have that happen? Like what, what, what sequence of events would have to follow through to bring this about? And that's sort of where that process comes from, at least in inside my own head.
1: Yeah, and and I've talked before about Out of Position being inspired by one scene that I got in my head, which was the end of the very first story where Dev comes back to Lee's apartment. That scene was what hit me, and then the rest of that story was built up because I said, okay, I kind of know who these characters are. How did they get into this situation? And then once they'd gotten into that situation, they had a whole mess of more crap to do to get out of it but mm-hmm.
2: sexy and dramatistic <laughs> adventures
1: yes yes indeed um but you yeah. have
2: league stats in the appendix of your book too
1: uh they are not actually in the printed version i put them in the draft oh for my own benefit so i know how the score is yeah, keeping my up. signed copy of your book pristine Ah, <laughs> uh, right right right. so you haven't actually looked at it
0: well, i've looked at oh uh, you've I, read it
2: I had read it like four times by the time I got my copies. So. Right,
0: right. You make a great point there, K-Fish. <laughs> it's, it's a... Uh, the, the thing is that the reason the stories arrive is because the world's been built under it. And that's the kind of thing that's so yeah, interesting exactly. about this kind of story writing, is that as opposed to kind of a top-bottom where I've decided you know, oh, you know, this game, so-and-so is going to win, and it's going to be these events, and then figure out how everything else within the League happened underneath it. This is, I've built the League, and I've got this history going, and so when I do have that, when I do roll up that score, and I roll up that game, and I'm I'm forced to come up with a capsule or, or the story of what happened in that game, I have this, everything else to build on. This particular player You know, performed really well in a game a week ago or two weeks ago. He's been he's been getting really hot when he was really weak at the beginning of the season. You know, this player just got traded over from another team and was in a different division. You know, and and then you know I can look at the histories. This team is just you know they're on a seven game winning streak. This team just finally broke their losing streak or whatever. And and all of these elements become part of what I write. And it's amazing how simple it really does make the writing once you've got all this world built up and suddenly, you know. As the Hollywood cliche, the story writes itself,
1: and and that's the best that's the best example of something else that we say, which is you always put a lot more work into building your world than actually shows up in the story. And the more you know about your world, and the more you know about the background, the more real the story is going to feel.
2: Yeah, because in order for you know these you know, rights to make sense, like you need to make sure that you know your world is internally consistent. I mean, that's just an you know an integral uh, you know aspect of you know sort of like. It
1: it its rules you know? right, right right, and I wanted to ask how many years have you been doing this, and how many
0: seasons has the FBA had? This is its first season.
1: First have, season not inaugural yet, inaugural season.
0: Huh? The the way it's it's it is the inaugural season. We uh, the season began in November. Um, at the moment we uh, expect to be done with the regular season in early May, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have our playoffs, and our final should be at the, in early summer. How many teams make the playoffs? Um, 16. It's a, <laughs> yeah, I know. In a 24-team league, yeah. most teams. I, you know, one of the things that I was always concerned was when I built this thing up, Is I realized, you know, somebody's going to get mad at me, because they're, they're, somebody's going to make a team, and that team's going to be at the bottom of the league, and they're going to come to me, why did my team make the bottom? Why Why did they make the playoffs? And I was like, uh, maybe we should make quite a few teams get All the, the dice. playoffs.
1: Just, it's but, like hockey. Mm-hmm. Or, like- or like regular basketball, 16 <laughs> teams make it in the NBA also.
0: Well, I, and that was certainly oh, yeah. part of it as well. It's right. That was something where we kind of worked from the top first, then the bottom, where um, at some point I had, I had written a story about the FBA that had already implied that there was a 16-team playoffs. And uh, and then and then I was building the rest of the league, and that's when I kind of realized that. Oh, geez, if I gotta have like thirty teams, be yeah, I, right. think,
2: I think it says something that when like I think basketball playoffs, my brain immediately goes NCAA, <laughs> and not to NBA. So.
1: Well, King Kaufman used to call the NBA regular season the NBA preseason, <laughs> and whenever the playoffs started, he said, "Now the NBA real season start is beginning." Yeah. It is March. That's true. Um, but uh yeah, when and the it's um no, it's very it's it's very cool and it's um it's great that you've got all these you know, every week you create more of your own world
0: for it to build on. Absolutely. And that's that's what's been making it so fun. Um we do have we sometimes backtrack and try to write up some of the history of the past, uh, even though we haven't played those seasons. We do have. A, uh, we did come up with um, what teams won the championship since the beginning of the season, and right mm. now we say the beginning of the, uh, I'm sorry, since the beginning of the league, and the league started in 61, and uh, we have like, w- each year that there was expansions, so I mean we, we've, oh, cool. we've gone in there and decided, yeah, when the new teams come in and how the divisions were rearranged and all that with each expansion. <laughs> uh, that's um, great. <laughs> so... A, <clears throat> Well, it, like I say, it's, you know, what's beautiful is that everybody is able to put in as much or as little as they want. Mm-hmm. And I certainly do have a couple of guys that go in there and they just made up four players and then haven't done much since. And, uh, and that's fine. Four great, useful players that, that make it into the stories. I've got some guys that go in there and they want to know who was the first pick in 2004. Who was the first pick in 2005? And who is, and, and you know, probably the most recent thing we did was come up with the MVP list going back to 94. So uh, so we had to, I had to go in there and like look at. Okay, well, this team won that year, so it's likely going to be someone from this team uh, who got the MVP and all this stuff. And- now I'm just thinking of how much drama you would start if you tried to do like fantasy
2: basketball based around this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's oh, almost totally, gotten that big. We I, totally
2: should. That would be terrible. Bad. But the thing that's ah, but
0: the thing is so that would Be awesome hella bad. Is that the thing that it makes that that makes me feel so good about this building. This is that every time I write up those capsules, every time I write up what happened for that day's games, and I put it on FA. There's always a chain of comments like, "Oh yeah, my team won. That's fantastic. I knew they make it." And like and like I know that Cheeto brought it that time. You know, and all this stuff. They'll be talking about whatever player that they've been following and. You know, it's... that's yeah, awesome. It is, it is amazing. I, and it tells me I'm doing something right when I'm getting that kind of uh, enthusiastic response from what is, you know, complete fantasy. Yeah,
2: like, my, my, I'm I, sitting here like, I, I'm like, I gotta get in on that. Yeah, I know. I am thinking,
1: Man. Well, it sounds like the league's full, but maybe we can have a couple of college prospects come in
0: next season. We did have a draft, which was a huge hit. That was awesome. And uh, that was something where we, uh, we had... I had asked everyone, just come up with new players fresh new players, and uh, and we and we actually held a night where we went in and came up with a, um, uh, a a draft order and asked people to just one at a time, pick a guy from the list, pick a guy from the list, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun too. People really enjoyed that, that was a big hit, and I know that already I've had a lot of people ask me, hey, hey, next draft, next draft, I got these guys, put them in, I want to see them, how they do, and all this stuff, so... The question is, do
2: you, do, you, do you pick your players for your draft based on your performance or because you like what species they are?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know that there was a little bit of both going yeah. on there. I mean, and, and, and these are the things that I, I do um, uh, have to work with when I'm uh, managing uh, the FBA because obviously some, there are some guys in there that are huge hardcore basketball fans and are very familiar with these draft and, and teams and how, the, how everything works. And there are some that aren't and they're watching for a different reason. And uh, and those guys, either it's just to see the success of a team, or it's these side stories, which that has been something that has blown me away, is how once these systems been built, and with these scores and, and these die rolls, now that we've gotten this deep into the season, um, the stories are just coming out of it. Um, just yesterday, I was rolling up uh, some games, and didn't even occur to me, but there was a match between this team and... Uh, We've got one team in Newark and we got one team in uh, Montana, and uh, which is great, by the way. <laughs> the uh, we used the American map on this one. Yeah, you know, yeah. we did. We did. We had uh, got uh, well, we got one Canadian team and one team in the UK, which is a little bit unusual, but uh, somebody wanted it, so
1: I uh, know uh, they, they get lots of freaking flyer miles. <laughs> Here you go. You have a team from
0: Bobatons. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nobody likes the Durmstrang Warriors. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But uh, the thing is, what was, I, I didn't even realize it until I was writing up the story on that game. But the thing was that we had or, already established that there was a uh, kind of a tabloid romance going on between the point guards for uh, uh, for one for the Thrust and for this team in Newark. And, uh, and then the thing is that the, there was a uh, power forward on the uh, Montana team that had injured the point guard in, uh, on the Thrust... For, uh, and got suspended for a year on that. You know, it's, this was kind of a predator-prey thing where he just clawed a guy and uh, right on the court. And so the thing is that now there's this romantic connection between these two. This guy is coming over to Newark to play against the team where this uh, lioness uh, is uh, is playing. And so the thing is that, like, oh, of course they've, they've got to somehow communicate with each other. And I had, and I got to write this story about how him going out to, going up to her. And saying, you know, well, right now we don't know quite what he said, but uh, but having his own influence on the game, and which drove her to play harder, and is why they ended up winning the game is she was so driven by being so upset over this guy, you know, condemning her for having a relationship with a guy that he attacked
2: two years I, I, prior. I think I think, th- think KG two empathizes with this
0: pretty strongly, <laughs> maybe. So uh, so. <laughs> Well, but, it's um, and it's something that just came out of the woodwork. It's just like you know, I didn't even think about it until I sat down and started writing. Like, oh wait a minute, what's about you know these connections? So, so when you think about characters,
1: mm-hmm. and obviously you've got personalities for all of these, not maybe not all three hundred of them, but you know at least a few key players on each team. Mm-hmm. So what goes into you, What goes through your head when you sit down to create a distinctive personality for a character, and you say this guy's like this. I mean, do you boil it down to a few adjectives? Do you just do you sort of mirror him off someone
0: in the real world? You know, how, how do you do that? I personally keep it real simple. Um, it's... Uh, a few characters are very, very well developed. And, uh, and often what that comes from is um, somebody... If somebody created the character, like I say, everyone's free to put in as much as they want or not put in as much as they want. And some people have gone in and really put a lot of detail into it uh so uh but what i try to do when i do get faced with putting two teams together and sometimes i'll have to write up a story about a game between two teams where i didn't create anybody so i'm not intimately familiar with any of the players but i've i try to make sure i've got a very general concept of what everyone's supposed to be sometimes it's based on species uh rabbits are fast So if there's a rabbit point guard on there, I'm going to say, well, that's probably, he's probably a slasher. He's probably a guy who really, you know, zips his way into the paint. Um, If I've got like a big tiger in there, well, he's probably uh, bangs down low. He's probably uh, really works the paint hard to work, uh, scores from the post-up position, that kind of thing. I go by species. And then also by, uh, uh, if I've gotten some hints from anyone who did create that character, is that guy aggressive? Is that guy, you know, graceful? You know and uh, and I definitely have some characters that are unique for the species they are, where they should be one thing, but they're actually another. um I try to pull from all of that, and sometimes I have to make up stuff on the spot that also happens because there definitely are characters there where it's like I don't know who this guy is, I don't know who created him, and I've not heard anything about him, but
1: um kind of like this
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna, for this game you know, they, so they they needed a, a role player and uh, they won the game, so I'll make him the role player. So so clearly,
1: though, like for the guy who had gotten suspended for injuring another player, mm-hmm. you had something in mind where he would be aggressive and, uh, I almost want to say vindictive enough, to want to go have a conversation with this lioness. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, so that was obviously part of his personality, too. And was that something that, again, was tied back to species? Or was that just kind of like, you have in your head, this is the kind of guy who has a temper, who flies off the handle, who holds grudges, et cetera. I mean, do you, do you write that down anywhere? Or is that just kind of in your head as you're thinking about him?
0: Um, Some of it is written down. Uh, Certainly the history, obviously the, uh, the suspension and uh, the year that he did that and everything, that's all very written down. And, uh, and that's an important thing because that is uh, historically significant in that it, uh, uh, it changed some policy within the FBA and uh, it, uh, uh, and it took away the, the, the finals. That team was expected to make it to the finals that year, but they lost their point guard, and they lost in the next round of the playoffs. But um, kind of like the Ron Artest melee, a little bit, yes, very, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, and right in that partic- dodgeball.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did not! <laughs>
0: I totally. Wait a t- second! T- Nobody mentioned anything about that happening here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: Oh God, we gone. We had we'd gone thirty two episodes without mentioning dodgeball. It would be my episode, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I should mention that I actually did enjoy it, and I thought it was an entertaining movie. But anyway, go ahead. I did ahead.
0: too. I did too. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, in that particular case, uh, that's one of our more defined characters, and in fact, uh, that character, the uh, the the, the Panther that, uh, the Claude Behop, uh, he, uh, he was actually, he kind of predates the FBA a little bit. And that I had that concept created, uh, before we really grew the teams and everything. But what's amazing is how much more detail and how much more significance that event has gotten because of all of the work everyone else has done to create the FBA. Mm. Um, we had a, a situation come up where, um, the, uh, uh, the team got a new owner the same year that uh, that Panther clawed Biehopp, and so the thing is that that owner, of course, she bought the team specifically to market uh, Hopper, and then to have this guy suddenly in the playoffs damage him like that was just you know heart stopping for her, and uh, and so the thing is she did everything she could, just threw all the money she could possibly do, all the resources she could at fixing up this guy. And uh, since then, that's created this relationship between the owner of the team and this player. That hey, I own you. I paid to make sure you got fixed up, so you owe me, and I own your body.
1: We can rebuild you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that going on.
1: The six million dollar baller.
0: Um, but actually, to, to go back to your earlier question about uh, the the vindictiveness or the or why he did it, you know, I think a significant thing uh, to talk about with that are the rules we created for the FBA, mm-hmm. because there definitely are. Um, a set of rules that we've made. How, why does this Why does this league exist? How does this league exist in this world of uh, of, of anthropomorphic animals? And uh, and some of the things we've decided are like you know no macros. You know you can't. You, there, there's right. there's a height limit. You can't be 20 feet tall and play basketball in this league. Right, right. Um, but we did specifically want multi-species, uh, multi-gender. Uh, so the thing is, it's men and women, and it's of all different species. And, and uh, if you've got a check in there,
1: and it's both, and that too, yeah. exactly, yeah, it's and oh. it's an L-shaped center, I think, isn't it? <laughs> or are they just herms? Are they all herms? Tars?
2: They, yes. Okay. They are all they are all Taurus.
0: So they're L-shaped. We definitely have herms as well. Um, and and, uh, and is there any tension in the locker room over that? Oh yeah. And okay. then that's and the thing is that that actually has has been an issue as well. Is that the uh, some of the things that have come up are. Species relations, gender relations. Um, just before the season began, during the preseason, there was an issue where one team had a uh, two deer uh, on the starting line—a uh, male and a female—and uh, and yeah, they s- had a romantic uh, relationship that started up. That was, I guess, so interfering with the game that the uh, the managers of the team actually traded away one of the players to another team just to get them separated, and that was significant in that it. Kind of heart broke the uh, the other player that was left behind on the team and was a comp- was compromised the start of their season. You don't get I, I that imagine, so much in real professional I, sports. I, I was going to say, <laughs> I imagine
1: the rutting season was probably not a really great time for them to be playing basketball. <laughs> or Every my- time someone from the other team comes near the female, the male like. <laughs> Get away. Get away. Gives Sorry. March Madness a new meaning. I, I, I made a motion that took me away from the microphone on that. <laughs> Kit's staring at me. I'm just gonna sit here quiet now with my face near the microphone.
2: Oh, does, does, does Kit get a baller name?
1: Uh I, you would come up with a good one there. I uh I think I just I just went with K cell but uh <laughs> but uh that I didn't think that was too creative, but we can go with K Cell. That, that
2: all sounds like a kind of medication. We're <laughs> getting the which thumbs is, up from Kid. On which there. is
1: which is appropriate for right now.
2: Oh. Since
1: Kid is the tech savvy plague wolf.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: if it's tech, we, why, why, why not K tech? K tech. Oh, I like that. You like K tech? He. All right. He's liking K tech. He, he seems to like it. All right. All right. We can go with K. He's tech. moderate. We could. We can. We can keep. Got a lot of K's here. Going K G two and K fish and K tech. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we,
2: we're, we're we're an all K podcast. We
1: we are. Yes. Um. Yes, and and by the way, inter- interject and thanks everyone for their well wishes to Kit. He appreciates everyone who wrote in to say, "Please get better soon." Yeah. K Tech, K Tech, K Tech is working on getting better. He's doing all the right things, like coughing. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, so that's all. uh that's all very cool, and I've completely lost my train of thought. But well, we're
0: that's. that's you're absolutely that's, right. There are, situa- awesome. there are um, situations that we deal with that that, that the, the the real NBA does not deal with, but but that's part of the fun of it, and that's well, what makes it furry.
1: And I think and I think part of it is that out there in the real world, I mean, like lions, for example, the lioness is more aggressive than the male lions, mm-hmm. and simply the fact that humans are sexually dimorphic in a in that particular way. That's not true of all species. Absolutely, um, it's common, but you know most. Canids actually uh, are not sexually dimorphic. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but so that's cool. So I think that that's a, a great aspect to it being a furry world that um, you know does not actually always get included.
2: I'm, I'm trying to think of like other species that have interesting examples of sexual dimorphism.
1: Uh, orangutans, hyenas, but nobody has like oh, furry hyenas. orangutans.
2: I think because primates are just too close to humans.
1: Yeah. We well, orangutans—the males are like twice as big as the females.
2: Are they really? Jeez. Yeah,
1: they're wow. They're kind of scary, and then they get accustomed to humans, and they they rape human women too. I was
2: say, like I know, like with insects, you have it all across. Sorry,
1: <laughs> Kaidak shaking his head at me. I'm like, I, I know, I know stuff. Sorry, like
2: in, that. In, in, in case in case I didn't I don't see clearly. I said insects, not <laughs> insects. insects. Yeah, insects. Yeah, <laughs> but. Again, we we discussed on an earlier episode how few people have. Well, we've got insect characters in the FBA. Apparently we do. Recently. We have a yes. flea,
0: we have a flea and a cricket. There you go. Wow. There you go. The flea's a That's starter, cool. even. Cricket's reserve. <laughs> he, he gets injured easily. I bet spindly legs. Yeah, it's it's not good. He gets gets t- ten minutes on the floor. Ankles go out. Yeah. Hey, cricket! You're the in season. the wrong sport. <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, plus one, K okay, fish. <laughs>
0: um, um, it's, it's one of the best parts of writing too is figuring out all those ways that different animals can uh, uh, would play basketball because we have a, we got tail dribbling, we've got uh, you know, uh, uh, gosh, uh, we've got some geckos and uh, that, just uh, master stealers. Oh, tongue stealers. I was gonna
2: say my stories have tail dribbling. I was gonna too. say tail dribbling <laughs> usually has a much different
0: oh wait <laughs> meaning a on this you guys. show. Oh, come on, wait a moment. Ah, uh,
1: we went there. We did, <laughs> uh, and I, we were I both thinking it thing. at the same time. Of <laughs> course, we were. Part.
0: Dang <laughs> KG two K Fish.
1: Uh, you should have seen the, the K's, the, the little otter ears and fox ears we, go up. We, tail we, dribbling.
0: We, we get
2: to bring the podcast around to his roots every so often.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> we haven't we haven't mentioned blowjobs yet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cheating, but yeah. Well, one of a we have, we have a couple of letters that we were thinking about maybe getting around to that. Actually, I think almost all of them, or, or I think both of them, maybe just the one mentions it. But anyway, um, well, so I guess is there uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about with in terms of the characters of the world? I mean, I think we covered it pretty well. Um, I think so. I think it, we'd like to. Well, go ahead.
0: Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, the the important thing is that uh, it uh, by having that world, it makes the writing easier. Um, I know that you know one of the things that I uh, often complain about, and uh, when I do get around to complaining, is the fact that I uh, I'm so busy writing these capsules, these daily games. It's 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 awesome that I'm writing every day, but it's like. It's 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 like uh, journalism. It's uh, I feel I'm writing every day, but it just gets thrown away. Just, like, you have an obligation
1: forever. to it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and I mean certainly there have been enough events, there have been enough uh, of of relationships going on in the FBA that I've got these great stories in my head, like you know what what I would love to write about to just put out a story. Maybe when the off-season hits, when I can actually have a little bit of time to put these together. But yeah, you need a break every now and then, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'll be looking forward to that. Though, I mean, the playoffs are going to be amazing. I mean, the That thing, should we've be got a, a lot of fun. We've got a great website. Uh, uh, that, yeah, why
1: don't you give people the information where they can go to keep track of all this?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. The, uh, the website is fba.fertopia.org, uh, put together by an exceedingly talented uh, guy up in Alberta, Mr. Initial Man. And uh, the the website's amazing. Oh, I, I I put in the scores; it calculates everything for me. So wow. I, love it. I I don't know how he did it, but it's, it's makes it makes my job so much easier. <laughs> um, but also, uh, we do irregular podcasts um, where we uh, uh, describe what's going on. It's 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 uh, I I I take the role of T Matt Latron's uh, our coyote on the court. And uh, he talks about what's going on around the FBA, and I always sp- spruce it up with a bunch of cutaways and interviews with players and stuff like that, and give my fans an opportunity to do a little voice acting and play those characters. And, yeah, so you, uh, and you actually have people call in to do the voices. And, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I uh, the the very last, most recent episode, I actually recorded at, for, at Free Fiesta. I had brought my recording gear, held a panel, and got to record people live right there in one of the uh, panel rooms, which was awesome. Oh, it's very cool. Did it you have the great.
1: one that looks like a lecture hall.
0: Yes, I was in that one. Yeah, yeah. that's where one we were. That's uh, the
2: one. Now, we were now I want to
0: see like a.
2: Joe Namath, Susie Colmer moment going on.
1: here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, the thing is, the, doing the podcast is the best because it is an opportunity for me to do that kind of writing. It's yeah. that, where I I am write, telling those stories and I've and I have written up these moments where I have exchanges between players or or I get into more detail on one particular matchup or what's going on with, between two players and it's that opportunity to do that and it's, it's it can be a lot of fun and. Uh, and <laughs> I'm sure you all you got to do is ta- mention to uh, to V6 how uh, much he's been enjoying in uh, being in those podcasts. Oh, he, he's, he's
1: actually mentioned it to us. Also, regular yeah. donator,
0: regular donator to the, uh, that, the podcast. That
1: that also has a different meaning on our podcast. <laughs> usually,
2: I was trying to think of a way to make that sound dirty, and you just sort of
1: skipped step B and went right to C. Yeah, I figure our listeners have enough imagination; they can fill in the blanks for themselves. Sometimes they have too much for their own good. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they do. Um well, cool. So they can follow this. They can follow it there. Also on your web page, you usually mm-hmm. on your Fur Affinity page.
0: Uh, I do all my write ups. I have both a, a Live Journal page, so a buckhopper.livejournal.com, and then I also update my Fur Affinity page, which is also buckhopper. Uh, one word, no uh, underscore, anything, no and weird punctuation, no punctuation. I totally else. should never have put the underscore in my FA name. <laughs> See, I feel like I should have always put the uh, underscore in Buckhopper because I've got so many people who call me Buckhopper. Like, like my the my, my whole name's just, like, one big solid block of name, as opposed to short for Buckhalter Hopper. But, eh.
1: The underscore's always greener on the other side of the fence. I guess so. I was
2: gonna say, like, this is like how in Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope, Obi-Wan Kenobi refers to Darth Vader like Darth is his first name, but later on you learn it's the title. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <It's laughs> kind of like that, I guess. You were just waiting for an excuse to do that voice.
2: I totally wasn't.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm just glad I got my dodgeball reference
1: in. <laughs> I'm um, glad I was well, able to witness that. I, and I and also, also want to mention that you're part of a storied literary tradition um, that I learned about this week. Uh, Jack Kerouac, the beat poet and author of On the Road, mm-hmm. apparently was obsessively um, interested in fantasy baseball and made up his own baseball leagues and rolled out the outcomes of games and wrote up biographies of the players and all Whoa. of that. So this was back in the 50s.
0: Um, yeah. There is precedent.
1: There is. Uh, awesome. It's, it's creative people who are drawn to sports, I guess, do uh, that kind of thing.
0: It's been a surprise. I, I, I think kind of like, uh, as you were uh, mentioning your reservations there, K-Fish, the, uh, I did not know how much interest and how much uh, uh, how much cooperation I'd be getting from the, the community, but it has been spectacular. I think it's,
2: I think it's terrific.
1: Yeah, furry is, Fur is such a diverse fandom because again, you've got so much creativity and people coming in from different areas. Um, it's uh, it's really great. And again, you know, I'm always I feel privileged to be a part of it and uh, to be able to. We had someone, I think one of the letters we read last week said, "I've been in the fandom." Oh, that was the guy who figured out your name yeah he's like i've been in the fandom for a week and i went and listened to your podcast and we were like wow we're in the new furry manual yeah. <laughs> that's so you, you want to know awesome. about the furry fandom yeah go listen to unseed step one here's blotch <laughs> yeah <laughs> step two
0: two weeks later <laughs> hopefully i'm in the sports section of that manual
1: oh yeah i think so i don't i don't know of anyone else doing any sports stuff <laughs> well me <laughs> And yeah, now no, no. I'm like,
2: should I start a football league? No, <laughs> no, please don't. K- you, you do you do too much already. Kit would never see you.
1: I know, I know. K like Tech. I was about to say he'd see me. I'd just always be hunched over a laptop.
2: That's pretty uh, much my even. Which yeah, also you, you has just, a different... You threw that out there to bait what? me.
0: What?
2: I will not give you the satisfaction.
1: Wait, did I miss something? <laughs>
0: that no, was, that you was
2: didn't,
1: our... because I'm not playing along. That was that was that was, that was our hidden blow job reference.
0: Jeez, you guys! <laughs> you, you, and we your we shocked his innocent bunny
2: you ears. You, you, and your intimidating <laughs> microphone angles.
1: <laughs> don't, don't make me play act. <laughs> don't make me channel
2: Keo Foxtrot.
1: <laughs> I don't think I have to make you. That just kind of happens. <laughs> I'm, our,
2: uh, I'm uh, not
0: entirely certain what I'm witnessing here, but, uh,
1: <laughs> we pickle
2: like a married couple.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- I think, anyway, I think coach wants k- you to focus. Or, yeah. k- Katex, k- k- given me the, the focus sign. <laughs> um, so I don't know. We're, we're kind of at a good time right now. I think if we, um, if you don't mind too much, we could just wrap it up right here and we'll, uh, we have a couple questions, but we can save them for next time. And, okay. Um, if you're down in the area again, we'd love to have you on. Oh, just, I would absolutely um, love uh, to be on. I, we've, I, we've got this, this block is... of six-sided dice.
2: I assume that we're, like, playing Shadowrun. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got my Decker's character well, sheet Well, uh,
1: if,
0: if you like, what we can do... If, <laughs> you cannot <laughs>
1: play your Vietnamese hacker.
0: <sighs> if, if, we, if, if you want to just take a couple minutes, what we can do right now, right here, is determine the outcome of one of tonight's games. Because obviously, since yeah, I'm here absolutely, doing this, since I'm here doing uh, this podcast, I'm this not is, at home rolling up games and writing them, uh, writing about them. But this will get me a little head start.
1: All right, all right. well, let's do it. Let's, okay, give us give us a little intro into the game and uh, tell
0: us who's playing and
1: a uh, little bit of background.
0: Okay, okay. So I've got here uh, tonight the Stanislaus Thrust, which is Bhop's team, is traveling out to a Spokane to face the Spokane Rapids. So these are. Uh, Both in the Western Conference, but they're in separate divisions. And uh, the reason that I kind of like this matchup is, uh, so, obviously, uh, the Thrust is my team, and they're facing up against the Rapids, where their star player is uh, John Stoat, which is the character that uh, uh, V6 has Uh, given such a wonderful voice to. Yes. So, somebody here is going to be disappointed. Either me, or the V. Wow. We're
1: hoping we're hoping it's the V since you're our guest tonight. <laughs> all right, all right. We're set up here with uh, with hop and we're gonna we're gonna play a game.
0: All right, so so the uh, the two teams stands lost thrust Spokane Rapids now. Um, right now, the dice are the one thing that I kind of have a little bit of control over who wins what. So we have uh, we established that some teams are better than others, and so they get more dice and all this. But then there's I got some rules that I set aside for. Uh, Uh, Like home team advantage and like if one team's got a missing player or injured player or something like that. That does sound like Shadowrun with dice pool modifiers and shit. (laughs) You know, I never played Shadowrun out of all the games that I have played. Well, you... um, I missed out, didn't I? You know, it it,
2: it has a long and storied history. I was going to say
1: it's endured for like 20 years. I was going to say the
2: 20th anniversary edition just came out a couple months ago.
1: Yeah, I remember... I'm not going to say when I remember people playing it from... Because I don't want to admit to that
2: well it's funny though because once in you get third to a, grade well it was third
1: grade definitely
2: I was going to say it's it's funny to see how old it is because when you look at the early editions of Shadowrun like the whole thing is like you have to run in with this like you know like basically like this like wired deck to plug into a computer to get information from it and it's just like yeah not, not, not so, so much, much I guarantee you that by the year like 2060 like yeah you're not going to have everything wired anymore
1: yeah really
0: alright anyway so shadow run digression the uh the the die rolls for these teams native die rolls stanislaus thrust they were the number one team from last year very very strong uh group of guys here and so uh they get eight dice now the spokane rapids um much improved this year they were really stinky last year but this year got a whole new uh, fresh starting line they got a brand new center uh, who's an absolute dynamite. So between him and having John Stoke, they've really got a good team there. Now they're, they're at seven, but they're the home team. So they're going to get one extra die. That makes them both an eight. Now, normally in uh, this case, I would give them also an, another die because both these teams come of, are coming off of three days break. So they haven't played a game in the last three days. They got a lot mm-hmm. of time to rest. Uh, but since they both uh, are coming off of three day breaks, kind of negate each other. So we're just going to leave it 8 to 8. So it's going to be a dead heat as to which team is going to win. All right. Also,
2: just for the benefit of people who don't follow this, I'm looking at these rosters. It's like I'm seeing not only do you have players, but you also have the head coach, assistant coach, and athletic trainers
0: for all these teams. And
2: uh, that's amazing. I've
0: also got some history. Oh, wow. And, Holy cow. Uh, and let's see here. So yeah, last see I, I told you these guys oh, you got, stunk. Last the stadium name. Last wow. year they were. Uh, last year they were number twenty two.
1: Do you sell the stadium
0: name and rights? <laughs> you know, it's that's been fun <laughs> I, I, so far. Everyone's kind of named their uh, stadiums like, you know, things that have to do with the region or just fun stuff. Um, I'm the only one who actually named uh, the Thrust uh, Stadium uh, Alpo Arena. <laughs> nice,
1: well, nod okay. to Sacramento.
0: Not, a little nod to Sacramento, and their owner's a dog. So ah,
1: perfect. <laughs> yeah, we we might want to talk to you about some sponsorship deals. If anyone, if anyone wants to rename their stadium, unsheathed stadium,
0: that would well, be a I, great idea. Yeah, you know, we'd get super totally false
1: advertising. <laughs> Depends on the story, huh? We're just putting the name on the stadium. They have to decide what goes on in it.
0: You guys could become team owners. We do have team owners as well. <laughs> I think K Tech likes that idea. <laughs> so, well, gone all Perky, who's going to roll for which team?
2: You <laughs> funny. I wasn't even thinking. I was like, "We should roll for it." And I was just like, "Wait." No. <laughs> <laughs> That's dumb.
1: <laughs> well, I'll you'll if you if you'll trust me with your team. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll, take I'll, the, I'll take the thrust.
2: Yes, you will.
1: <laughs> I'll trust you.
0: But KG2, don't screw up. I, I, I wouldn't dare. So I've given you eight dice. Just go and give them a roll, and we'll sum up the total. Roll them all at once? Roll them all at once. One big old roll. Oh, oh dang. Right. There's that's a lot it. of spots there. I'm playing mm-hmm.
2: of, play of dorky games, so that's actually a pretty decent all one. All right. That is above average.
1: 29,
0: I think.
2: That's above average for 8d6.
0: That was outstanding. That is 29. Very quick. All right, 29. That's a very good number.
2: All right. Here I am championing for V6 apparently.
0: <laughs> and Spokane, which I've never been
2: to. I haven't either. Nor have I. I do have a friend who lives in Spokane.
1: Think of your friend. Ooh. Ooh. It's going to be close. Oh, I think you beat by, I think you beat me by one. Did I tip one? I didn't see you. 10, I didn't see it.
0: Oh, goodness.
1: Oh, maybe not. Maybe I was wrong. 28?
0: Ooh. Oh, 28, 29. Is that what we got here? I think so. Oh, I misremembered
1: no. my role. <laughs> yeah, you
0: were 29. I
1: was 29. Yeah. Wow.
0: Okay. Outstanding. I, uh, well, what I would do with this, then, is that since the numbers are so close, um, it would be... Probably one on a buzzer beater on this buzzer one. Buzzer beater, yeah. Buzzer beater. So so with this match, both of them are pretty high scores. So I would say that uh, this game was probably a high-scoring game. Let's say maybe like um, 111, 112, something like that. And um, I would say that uh, knowing the Rapids of what they are, probably uh, John Stote did most of the scoring. He's their heaviest scorer. Uh, probably hit a lot of shots. Probably might have even gotten up to... a. Probably close to 40. Might have got 38, 39. There you go I did what I could for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, probably the weakness, just looking at these comparisons, would be um, obviously the big one. Spokane Rapids uh, point guard. They've always had point guard trouble. The guy they got there right now, he's, he's, he's a veteran, but he's just never developed. The guys below him are really young. Obviously, the thrusts have got Buck Hopper, best point guard in the league. So that's going to be a big weakness. He probably drove the, uh, the ball in really hard. Uh, probably got a lot of points. Uh, Doral is a fantastic uh, defensive presence, so probably pressured John Stoke quite a bit but but he 's brilliant he 's brilliant. I still would say he 'd got he got thirty six he probably got like thirty six points so they came your, your team came into this saying we 'll let John Stoke get his points we 'll just shut down the rest of the guys that 's beautiful that 's beautiful exactly and uh, maybe that 's exactly what happened is that you know their other big score would be alan Chesick, their center uh, the thrust 've got Paul terranura who 's not a great scorer, but a great defender you know big otter with big Big pause. Big web for, pause.: Exactly for swatting down the ball. So he probably really held down uh, the center, uh, had to held down the paint. and, and then yes. Um, but obviously, it was neck and neck. It had to be really, really close. and for the final shot, probably for something like this, I would give that final buzzer beater. It would be kind of obvious to give it to Buck Hopper. He's done it before. He's definitely hit those buzzer beaters at the end, but uh, what might be fun in this case is to try giving it to their rookie, Carlos Stevens Kias. Uh, He's a really, really good rookie. Um, He's developing nicely. He's got uh, uh, really gets along well with their assistant coach. So um, it might be fun to write up and say that, yeah, that after just a vicious back and forth match, he put up the last uh, two pointer from mid range and uh, went in with awesome.
1: What species is he?
0: He's a cat.
2: Okay. Very nice. I've got like this. I've actually had this mental image of a furry basketball game in my head. Perfect. Now. That's yeah. what I want. That's what I yeah. want.
0: Well, this is what I would write up. It's basically what I've just told you guys. That would go down on there, and and probably people would add to that because some of these characters were created by some of the other guys, not by me. And they might go in there and add in the responses, like uh, just more detail about what the players right. probably did for so that they, game. That's there cool. you go,
2: listeners. Probably people going, how do you come up with ideas for stories? There's your new tip: dice, roll dice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was going to ask do you have any do you have any like um sort of sub tables of dice rolls like say uh okay the score was this close here's a table of some things, some other stuff that might have happened in the game just
0: no I pretty much you just kind off, of just do it off, the, the top off of the head. head. I mean the yeah, uh, yeah the uh the die mean, it rolls. seems to work pretty well yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> qed <laughs> yes exactly uh I do let the die rolls determine uh high scoring low scoring games if we had gotten something closer to like 17 and 18, then I'd say that it was a defensive match and uh, probably was something like 88 and 89 would be the scores. I let it determine blowouts. Every now and then, I'll roll nine dice and get a 12, and then I'll ra- roll uh, you know, five dice and get 30. Right. And, uh, and then when that happens, and it's like, well, just... It's just, an upset. You know, it's an upset right. and a blowout upset because of the, the large differences between the numbers. And I do get ties, and when I get a tie, it goes into overtime and we've had several games going to double overtime now with the right. so, so you you roll the dice again I for roll, overtime I roll them again I roll them again I mean, I, but i take away home same, court advantage Okay, that's the only thing i changed so i li- let them keep their but the court same numbers.
1: proportion so if it's like 7 dice to 5 dice you keep the 7 to 5 except remove home field yeah exactly cool home court like sorry how,
2: what what your dice would have to turn out to have that like raptors wizards moment there
1: <laughs> oh god <laughs> That one, um, Mo Peters, Mo
2: Pete, was that yeah, who it was? That was mo Pete, yeah. That
1: was... Uh... You saw that, right? Uh, that one I think I missed. That end of game. Oh,
2: that was... I'll probably show you after It this. was, um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I forget who the player was on the Wizards, but they were up by one or two, and he kind of just threw the ball in the air to celebrate, but there were like three seconds left, and Mo Pete for the Raptors Yeah. Grabbed the ball and sunk a three pointer and won the game. Yeah,
2: like from like half court, like and
0: just it's on it's on YouTube. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. look it up after it's the podcast. A, it's, it's, it's
2: one of the most amazing it's, basketball is, moments
0: ever. I'm am, pretty sure we're going to have to see that as soon as the stop buttons hit on the recording device yeah. over there.
1: Yeah. So and um, speaking of that, I think we're to probably
0: <laughs> yeah we need to see this video. Kate Tech's like uh, <laughs>
1: yeah time. So well, um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks, uh, Hop for joining us here. This was
2: actually a lot
1: of fun. It was, yeah. I well,
2: think this uh, is like probably our most interesting episode we've <laughs> done.
0: Well, thanks. Hey, guys, yeah. thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you having me on your podcast. And if you're down in the
1: area again, we'll have to we'll have to have you back and maybe just answer a few questions with us because I think you'd have a great perspective yeah, on some no, of the things I'm people write in about. I'm already thinking like,
2: how much free time do I have to get caught up on all of this stuff
1: <laughs> now? Um, we are, as always, at podcast at gmail.com yep. if you want to write to us. Um. Buckhopper is Buckhopper on Fur Affinity. That's me. Check him out there.
2: We're also unsheathed on Fur Affinity. We're
1: also unsheathed on Fur Affinity. I'm Kyle on Fur Affinity and Kyle Gold on Live Journal and Kyle Gold on Twitter. And But here, you're KG2. But yeah. here, I'm KG2. I don't have that online anywhere. Yeah, no,
2: no KG underscore 2. Or <laughs> right. K-G K K- underscore, K-
1: underscore 2. Um, so, thanks for listening. And uh, I'm... Kyle I came here Harris. or KG two.
2: K Kfish
1: Fish. Nice going guys. <laughs> I'm B Hop. And uh Good night and keep writing.